This is Minutia Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. I've had a lot of moments bringing up my children that I was really proud. I'm sure you've had sure, yeah, six, seven times over the last 20 years or hey, so. I wrote a whole book about it. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I've ever been more proud of one of my kids than yesterday. Okay. So I was taking Julia driving. Okay. Okay. Um, I, actually, thought, I thought Michelle was going to handle that. Well, she's done. She's she's got them to a point where they won't kill us. Okay. So and now I'm taking now it from can, here. Okay. Right. So we're driving down Devon. Which now you can tell you teach her how to tailgate and how to honk the <laughs> well, horn. Hold on. The, oh, hold that thought, my okay. friend. Because we're on Devon. She takes a ride on Devon, and somebody <laughs> cuts her off. Yeah. And she flips off the guy. Wow. I'm just flips off the guy and calls you fucker. Wow, a little that 16- is a chip off the old block. <laughs> I'm like, I've never been more proud of you, Julia. I love you. And another thing, which I thought was really, you old. are going to be the victim of road rage one day. I just, I just, you know, prepare yourself for that. No, because I'll just run away. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think road. Well, you're right. I mean, someone could bust yeah. a cap. Yeah, but, exactly. But another thing that she did, which I thought was really funny. So we're driving around, and she takes a we take a right turn on a side street, and she hits the curb. You know, okay. going like 20 miles an hour. Yeah. And then she looks at me and goes, eh, you win something, you lose something. <laughs> My God, she is you. So She is you. So if you're seeing a 2005 <laughs> Silver Sienna with a sticker that says student driver on it. Uh, wow. You uh, might. Well, hey, <laughs> listen, uh, you know, I know you've got uh, things to do today. So yes, a lot got, of that. Yeah, so we're going to do a show. Yeah, okay, fine. Uh, but first, I want people to listen to this other fine okay. Alpine show. All right, Adam, what uh, country are you from? I am from England. What is the best soccer league in the entire world? The English Premier League. What is your day job? Director of coaching for Illinois Youth Soccer. So if you were, say, a fan of English Premier League and you wanted to hear the, the opinions of someone who is from England, who who knows a lot of soccer, what podcast would you tell people they need to listen to? Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. And that's on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Free Kicks, a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia, Minutia Man, Man with Rick and Dave. A freshly, uh, did, first of all, did, did they sing happy birthday to you? Dave's birthday was this week, his 70th. What do you, what do you sing? Who do you, they? You mean like the yeah, your family? Eleven or No, your family. Did they um, like get you a birthday cake? And they sing? did. They got me a birthday cake. It was very, very nice. Um, when I awoke. They yeah. brought I didn't me, get one. They brought me outside, yeah. and they released 59 pure white doves <laughs> into, the, into the atmosphere. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. No, they were actually very nice. My daughter, uh, Lila, sent me a video of her playing on the ukulele, one of my favorite songs, Blue, Red, and Gray by The Who. Oh, so she said, that's nice. That was very nice. Um, yeah, the, the Julia, was, Julia gave me breakfast in bed, which was basically just apples and Nutella. But it was pretty good. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it worked. Uh, my wife was very nice. She got me flowers. Gee and, whiz. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, flowers? Aaron said something like, yeah, you're 59, huh? And that was her <laughs> basic, I mean, she acknowledged it at least. So all in all, a very good birthday. You so, didn't, you, so you didn't even get a birthday cake? I didn't even get a birthday card. Really? I got a birthday I, card too. I got no cards this year. Really? I got nothing. 
they said happy birthday too, right? Uh, yes, but I spent the day with Tommy. Uh, we went to Steely Dan together, mm-hmm. which I bought, I yeah. paid for, yeah. and then yeah. we went to the show together. I drove, yeah. you know, and... So he's your date, basically. Yeah, and he never even said happy birthday to me during that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's... I think this year was my... The lowest point of all my birthdays. And and I've had some bad ones. Well, 59 is... And I don't know, did you get... Are you 59? I thought you were 70. (laughs) No, no, but thank you for that pose. Yeah. Because I got a couple people who said, God, you look great for 70. See? (laughs) Thank you. See? Um... I don't know. Did you have trouble with 59? Yes. Yes. This was a... Yes. This is this is not a fun one. Uh, no. Know? At least when you're 60, there's going to be a little more pomp and circumstance, maybe. Right. Exactly. Uh, but 59 is like, you're 60 without any of the fun. Yeah. You're 60 without the marching bands. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. All right. We, we got to do a show. All right. So, um, just when I've lost all faith in humanity, Rick, mm-hmm. the internet comes to my rescue. Okay. okay? Yes. This comes from our science desk. Public asked to name probe to Uranus. <laughs> Explore. Oh, I go- oh, oh, man. <laughs> Arnold Horshack. Oh, 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 I got one. <laughs> Explore. I go a Twitter fan account devo- devoted to the icy worlds of our universe asked its community yesterday. And actually, this was Tuesday. What to name a spacecraft visiting Uranus? <laughs> Okay, and as you can imagine, every guy in the Twitter sphere took a vacation day, you know, and commented all day. Uh, oh, 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 yeah, oh, I got one on, on, on Twitter. But but what is great about this is I went through the Twitter feed. There were yeah. a lot of women that joined the conversation oh, as well. So that really, yeah. you know, that really kind of made me feel good about yes. about humanity yes but we're all in this together both it it means we have a chance of getting some female listeners too which is nice i did like i said i looked at the twitter feed and there are some really good recommendations and these are all from women okay Okay. uh surely you jest which is actually a very funny uh suggested peg asses it's not not bad bad. not bad laney d thought research education charging towards uranus mission or wrecked him for short <laughs> would be a great day. Darn near <laughs> killed him. Yeah, uh, Ellie Marino uh, threw out aerospace aerospace next gen Uranus lander or anal. Oh, okay, okay. that's good. Yeah, uh, oh, going acronym. And Rosalie Sanchez suggested my boyfriend's wandering finger. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> but my favorite comment was from yeah. Twitter user Duchess of Kingdom Starksville, who writes. <laughs> <laughs> simply see more butts of course i mean come on that of is of course right. um and hey by the way did i ever tell you what the doctor said to me after my colonoscopy this is not a joke what i what the no. doctor told me after my colonoscopy while i was having my hyper uh my uh your psychosomatic heart attack yeah uh he told me that i had the largest colon that he had ever seen well yeah you know, yeah, like you know brag, let's just yeah. say I do all right with the ladies, yeah. right? If you know what I'm saying. But I have a unbelievably large colon for all of you out there. You know, if I were to name the Uranus probe, mm-hmm. I'm going Dingleberry. Yeah, Dingleberry is good. I mean, uh, it just sounds like right. uh, something a little more uh, well, wholesome. Well, and then uh, you could have kind of a fun little logo, too. <laughs> exactly. A little smiling berry. <laughs> exactly. Well, I have a story for you. Uh, this is kind of in your wheelhouse, too. Um, this is a story about the uh, Broadway play 
Hamilton, mm-hmm. the musical, mm-hmm. going to Germany. And they are now having to translate it into German. All right, I'm going to read this uh, New York Times piece about this. How does one translate Hamilton into another language? That was the challenge facing Sira Finale, a rapper-turned-songwriter, and Kevin Schroeder, a seasoned musical theater translator, when they were asked to collaborate on a German version of the show, Hamilton. Now, there's a couple of things about Hamilton. First of all, it's about an America. America. Yeah, America I was going to say, is Germany going to even care? Understand? Yeah, yeah, understand. Well, um, I don't know. I, I you know, it. We watch uh, plays about Germany here, you know, or like you the know. producers, right? Yeah, it, it could happen. Um, but I have recently translated a, a German song into English uh, for the book that I'm writing, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's hard to translate the words so you get the exact meaning. While also still making it rhyme right, right. in it a foreign language, it has that's to be songy, the, right? True. And when you're talking about a rap song, mm-hmm. which has you know lots of words, it's really hard. As someone who's written a lot of lyrics, well, in German it, too, right? and in German. So I'm going to give you a couple examples of what it sounds like in English and how it was translated into German. Okay. All right. Here we go. How does a bastard, orphan, son of a whore, and a Scotsman drop? in the middle of a forgotten spot in the Caribbean by providence impoverished in squalor grow up to be a hero and a scholar all right that's how it sounds in english here is the same guy doing it in german okay all right here we go wie wird ein bastard der vom schoß einer trostlosen derne kroch aus einem gottverdammten verlorenen loch in der karibik ohne titel ohne mittel ohne werte am ende doch ein held und ein gelehrter i cannot imagine two and a half hours of listening to that okay all right that's one i'm gonna give you another one here this is from the song satisfied all right so, 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 so this is what it feels like to match wits with someone at your level. What the hell is the catch? It's the feeling of freedom of seeing the light. It's Ben Franklin with the key and a kite. You see it, right? Okay. Yeah, see, there's a lot of words in that eight seconds. Very fast. A lot of words. Now, here it is in German. So, 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 so kribbeln Spetterlinge, wenn sie starten. Wir beide voll auf einem Level offene Karten. Das Herz in den Wolken. Ich fliege aus der Bahn. Die Füße kommen an den Boden nicht ran. Mein lieber Schwan. <laughs> I knew you would love this. <laughs> All right. And here's the last one I'm going to give you. The world was wide enough. All right. Here we go. I wrote some notes at the beginning of a song. Someone will sing for me. America, you great unfinished symphony. You sang for me. Okay. okay. And here's the German. Samen, die in hundert Jahren sprießen in den Garten tut. America, durch deine Brustpumpsklaven, Blut, Moral und Wut. Isn't it just a beautiful language? It's just a... <laughs> now, I have never written uh, a parody of Hamilton in German, mm-hmm. but I have written it in another language. Would that be English? Maybe? It would be Cubs. Oh, okay. All, All right. right. Now, this so wait, is a... Hamilton, is Billy Hamilton in? Or no, is that what Cub players were hamilton hamilton uh no no this it was during the world series oh, okay so, all right the all world right. series year uh, uh actually collaborated with uh, tom lottere who's mm-hmm. uh, sure. uh one of our authors mm-hmm. and a good guy and uh it was his idea to do this so this is mainly him it's him singing i'm going to give you just like a minute of it okay but this is this is hamilton in cubs here we go 
We've come close before each loss. Such a bad memory. Will the goat curse get me? Five outs left. Bartman a seat ahead of me. Foul ball coming. Intervenu. Do I let him be? Will it repeat? And never set us free. See, I'm born and raised bleeding cubby blue. We're Ernie Banks always saying, let's play two. Ask anybody about our past. We'll cry, perhaps. Reach for a Pabst. Each fall, we hope the playoffs last. Then swept by brooms. Epstein brought a new way. It's the Cubs way. Guys like Kyle, Dexter, John, and Jason Hayward play. Cards oppose us, try not to suck and ban. Let others blow your horn, sound travel across the land. And if we play into October, can our past be past the burden we can shoulder? Or will the balls we boot become a boulder, a sad placeholder of loss with no do-over? I know the action at Wrigley is exciting. Theo, this team's full of fireworks and light, and they keep battling and fighting. We're set to handle this World Series situation. We are a nation of fans, just call us Cubby Nation. We're past patiently waiting, we're passionately gnashing our teeth with palpitations. Every home run, they're smashing out a wave. I'm laughing in the face of cold curses and fate. For the first time, I'm thinking past 
wrote the screenplay. And so he talked to us a little bit about uh, what that was like um, and uh, dealing with Oliver Stone. And here we go. They changed. They've got a courtroom scene, which I think for me is the key part of the movie that antagonized the world against the Turks. You yeah. know, not that they needed too much. The Ottoman Empire was disliked by everyone around them, blah, blah, blah. Right. But I'm not talking politics. Just in the courtroom scene in that film, the audience is with their antagonist, with me, Billy Hayes. And he gets, you know, instead of going free in 54 days, they sentence me to life in jail. Right. Which everybody in the theater says, oh my God, that'd be terrible. And they've got a speech that Oliver Stone wrote, who wrote the screenplay, right. where they've got my character cursing out the nation of Turkey. I fuck you all. I fuck your sons. I fuck your daughters. Well, yeah. first off, somebody who's just been sentenced to life in a country's prison, you don't say that <laughs> no, out that loud to people. <laughs> if you, you, maybe you feel that way, but you don't say that, which was so stupid to me. And then secondly, you know, what I said was uh, I've been in your jail more than three years now and I don't agree. And if you're going to sentence me to more prison, all I can do is forgive you. That's in my book. That's in the court record. Forgive you. Fuck your sons and daughters. There's a big difference between the two. The you know, I'm so world... happy to hear you say that because when I watched that movie, I was muttering to myself, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> yeah. What are you well, doing? Shut up. But it's true. Like, why would he do that? And and if for me, just personally, that, that film, the audience was uh, – that's where the the audience was so antagonized against the Turkish nation and where everybody in Turkey hated the character they saw on the screen, which is me. And they see me kill a guard. Again, I didn't do that. I escaped off this island and the storm and a rowboat made for Hollywood. They didn't do it. But the whole world. Did you saw bite that. the guy's tongue off? Is that real? Uh, the fight was real. Okay. This, this guy was an informer and he got one of my friends busted and beaten up. And I wasn't quite as successful. The guards came in and dragged me off while I was trying to choke and kill this guy, which sounds so strange to say now. I'm into love and light, and I want birds to land on my shoulder, and I was trying to kill this guy. But the guards dragged me off, but the, the, the filmmaker thought to have the informer's tongue bitten out was very theatrical. I actually don't have problems with that. Yeah, no, I didn't I do it that per, part. That was Well, cool. <laughs> I didn't do it per se, but the thing is, it, it's, it works, and there was so much violence in all different forms there that I didn't have a problem if they, took, if they chose this bit of violence as opposed to something else that happened. It didn't bother me. The, but the courtroom scene bothered me because I didn't say that, and Turkey's tourism dropped 95%, and everybody in the theater hated the Turks because of that scene. And my life was miserable. For 20 years, there was an Interpol warrant after they issued the interval warrant not when i escaped not when my first book came out but when they saw that scene in the movie really? the turks issued an interpol warrant for my arrest that stood for the next 20 years wow. so like thank you oliver stone but right. uh <laughs> hey, yeah. have you had a chance to talk to oliver stone and bitch him out for this yeah, <laughs> uh, yes and no a little bit you know he sort of became a persona non grata with the whole film crew and the producers and such oh really so even well, back then he, he was like that oh oh yeah way more back then he was crazy i love it i love the energy i love that craziness yeah I, yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> you know the moral of the story what's that uh, don't smuggle hashish out of yeah that's Turkey. true yeah. it, it really all goes back to <laughs> yeah, that right. doesn't that's it that's pretty much yeah. the... i mean you, you can complain about whatever uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. but the real problem <laughs> was <laughs> so we still have a lot more show to go dave what uh what sort of story um, do you have here um anal beads Okay. 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 Got, I've got kind of a theme going here today. I've got. Would you like to ride in my 
beautiful balloon. Okay, it's different. Um, and we've also got a uh, a celebrity story coming up. Uh, so, so much more. There's no need to go anywhere. Stay right where you are. We'll be right back. What do you get when you hear a, a celebrity minutia men interview, Dave? You will get Mark Cuban and Anthony Scaramucci, cousin Oliver from the Brady Bunch, and the bully from the Christmas Story. Yes. The voice of Siri and she shed Cheryl. My God, it list goes on. So you'll get minutia celebrity minutia men interview a tony lasano podcast go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts just search for radio misfits rick considering that you're a grand chess master (laughs) yes this story is going to definitely interest you 19 year old chest not chest Although you're a chess grandmaster, you know what I'm saying? Yes. 19-year-old chess grandmaster may have used vibrating anal beads (laughs) and artificial intelligence to defeat the world's current top chess player. Whatever it takes. (laughs) Last week, world champion Magnus, and by the way, if you take out the M and the G, it spells anus. (laughs) Just for you kids out there. Magnus Carlsen (laughs) lost to Grandmaster Hans Neiman. Uh-huh. In, a, in a stunning upset at the Sinquefield Cup in St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. The two had never played before, and Neiman was clearly the weaker and less experienced player. Plus, he was playing as black. Uh, he wasn't playing in blackface or right. as a black. Yeah, no, yeah, the no, pieces of his... Yes, of course. The, the, and that's a disadvantage. <laughs> when you're the, when, right, because the yeah. white... As in life, they move <laughs> right, first. Exactly. Right? Uh, the two faced off for three days into the tournament. or uh, On the third day of the tournament, they faced off on September 5th. Um, and with Carlson making an early mistake and Neiman managing to force him into a difficult endgame uh-huh. and ultimately winning. This was a huge upset, upset in the chess community. Okay, yeah. Allegations of cheating started to make their way around the chess subreddit and social media. Um that he used anal beads. Now, how would he possibly use that? Well, he would have artificial and somehow. Yeah, this is what yeah, like c- someone tripped and fell on their anal beads. You no, know, no, he inserted anal beads right before the match into the other person. No, to him. How's that going to be an advantage? Because he then, then he then coordinated that with an artificial intelligence oh, program. Oh, I see. That would vibrate okay. his moves. Okay. All right. I don't want to say that there's some definite flaws in this controversy, right? Uh Uh, But this is like all the chess world is talking about right now. If this dude ended up using anal beads to to win this game. Um, Part of the problem is is Neiman has been caught cheating, not with anal beads, but he was was like a online world champion Uh and used like a artificial intelligence program, which... Who wouldn't if you're online, right? right? sure. So he is... A cheater. Cheater. Uh, But of course, he's told everybody... And a beater. (laughs) A beater. uh, And he has denied these allegations and told everyone basically they're full of shit. Yeah. Uh, Prove it. Yeah. No doubt there will be a probe in this. (laughs) (laughs) But Dingleberry. (laughs) So, So there you go. Chess community, I imagine... I mean, we're a very, very smart show. I imagine we have a lot of grandmasters probably listening to us, um, I would imagine. You know, I don't, I, I don't like the term anal beads. It kind of gives me the grapes. Yeah. Uh, so I went online to find some better terms. Okay. Some euphemisms for anal beads. Would okay. you like to hear some of them? Sure. Um, also known as jelly bracelets. Okay. Uh, riding west of Texas. Okay. Dirty Grinch. Underground Railroad. 
Stimulus Package, Dirty Stephanie, Stupperware, and Hiding the Rainbow Rope. So okay, what if, was if it, you want to, what was the second one? Stupperware. Wait, Stupperware. Okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> so um, we watched over the weekend. Oh, also, oh. Uh, Secret Nazi Treasure Train is another one that was. <laughs> these you know are what? you flop. These are all the, out there on the Urban Dictionary if you want to find out. Um, so we watched. Did you ever seen Fifty Shades of Grey? No. I don't know what possessed us to watch this yeah. movie last weekend but michelle and i ended up watching 50 shades of uh-huh. yeah. yeah yeah just to be like, yeah. like yeah yeah i bridget was in a book club and they read the book yeah. and it was so it was in the house for like a week and i, I picked it up yeah. and read like a chapter it was terrible yeah it yeah. was terrible yeah the movie's all not right. really all that great, you know? i have a story for you this uh takes place in china um and i think you're gonna enjoy this one a man identified only by his surname who and a partner were collecting pine nuts on Sunday in a forest in Hailojiguang. This is a fairy province. tale, isn't it? Yes, this is like a fable. Northeastern China, <laughs> exactly. Now, they were uh, told, it was their first day on the job, they were told to collect the pine nuts. And the way they collect the pine nuts, they said, is to get in a hot air balloon and take it up to the top of the tree. <laughs> what? Yes, and this is Did where... They have a ladder? This is where they... This is how they co- collect the, the pine nuts. Okay. Now... Uh, who and his friend had never flown a hot air balloon, had no idea how to So they to have do a it. labor shortage in China as well, and they're just <laughs> getting anybody to do things. Now, there. this could never happen to us. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. you want us to do what yeah. and how? I don't, you know, the nation can live without pine nuts. Is it how or woo? Well, here's the thing. Uh, because they had no idea what they were doing, yeah. guess what happened? Well, I can only imagine there was some mishap with the hot air balloon like it got disengaged and they flew away or well what? that's exactly that's yeah. exactly what happened and uh when they lost so control flew? who flew <laughs> no who who <laughs> flew uh they lost control the one guy was smart enough to jump off because yeah. he was still close enough to yeah. the ground he you know was not injured and was okay who yeah f you who i'm out of here <laughs> who on the other hand the the balloon just flew yeah. away. Okay. All right, it escaped. Uh, by the way, what position does who play in baseball? The, uh, he's is on first. Who's on first? Well, is it, yeah. he's a base runner on first. He's not playing on first. Well, that's true. Oh, okay, that's true. Um, so anyway, the state broadcaster CCTV said rescuers were able to contact him by cell phone the following Hello. morning. <laughs> the following morning. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and this is what they said to him. Slowly deflate the balloon and land safely. Okay. Oh, now. Who would have thought of that? <laughs> now, imagine getting that call. You know, yeah. you're going to do what? Right. You know, uh, and how? I'm a thousand feet well, in the air. You know what I would have It's like, I don't recognize that number. I'm not answering it. <laughs> You know, eventually the, the uh, air is yeah. going to go out. Right. Yeah. yeah, I I don't care if I end up in you know yeah. India. Yeah. I'm just going to go. So he who is kind of treated it the way you and I would have uh-huh. treated it, and he went very slowly with the letting them because he sure. didn't want to go flying. Yeah. It took him a full 24 hours to get down. To, to get down. How do you know? Do you have any idea how high who was? Uh, he was a thousand feet in the air. Okay. Um, he finally reached the ground 200 miles away wow. Wow. in the Fengjing region, close to the border with Russia. He was, who was in good health, apart from pain in his lower back, 
possibly from standing so he was the standing entire for, time. I think the pain in his lower back comes mainly from tightening his sphincter for a few days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, but, right. I, you know, as somebody who yeah, I, is, I, uh, does not like heights. Yeah, I I have a feeling this is a predicament you will never find yourself no, in. No, and I know, yeah, I know you're keeping track of our retirement job possibilities. Can you cross the pine nut biz off the list please <laughs> right because i i well don't. what amazes me is that they are taking a hot air balloon to collect i know pine nuts. That, yeah who needs pine nuts that badly <laughs> right, exactly yeah all right it's time for another. i've got a bag of pine nuts for like six <laughs> months or six years i'm our- never eating pine nuts again in solidarity with mm. who all right it's uh, time for another feature a random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where uh, we read your celebrity, your brushes mm-hmm. with celebrity story. And Dave maintains that every person in the world has at least one, one. good celebrity story. So you can send him into us. You can send it in through our my blog. Uh, you can send it in through Eckhart's Press, mm-hmm. uh, which is our publishing company. You, you can we're on Twitter. Hot air balloon, send yeah. it by a hot air balloon. <laughs> send it in pine nuts, we're whatever. On Instagram, we're in Facebook, yeah. Twitter, whatever you find us. Uh, this one comes uh, through email, hmm. and it's from Jerry G. Hmm. Jerry G. All right, it's kind of a long one, That's, but I got nothing to do. In the mid-90s, my mom was suffering from breast cancer and was down in the dumps. So my wife and I told her, make a bucket list of places she wanted to go, and we promised we would take her there before it was too late. Mm. Mom hadn't left the state of Wisconsin her entire life, so she wasn't very ambitious with her plan. She said, I'd like to go to Branson, Missouri. Mm. I had no idea what or where Branson was at the time, but I agreed. It was a nine-hour drive from Baraboo to -hmm. Branson. We drove through Illinois and stopped in Springfield. Mm -hmm. We drove through Missouri and stopped in Springfield. Mm -hmm. And Mom thought that was neat. We went to two (laughs) Springfields. Oh, Mom. But when we drove into the town of Branson, she started getting visibly excited. There were signs for gospel shows and country shows and magic shows. Mom slapped the dashboard. Stop the car, she said. I did as she said. We were at the Osmond Family Theater. Oh. They they apparently have a theater. I parked the car while she and my wife went exploring around the theater. As I walked up to rejoin them, I saw them talking to a guy with dark hair and a big smile. Mom's, With the whitest teeth. Mom saw me walk up and said to the man, oh, there's my son. Jerry, I'd like you to meet Wayne. Wayne Osmond. Wow. Uh, he he certainly looked like an Osmond to this day. I have no idea why Wayne was just hanging around outside his family theater that day. The other Osmonds didn't, weren't letting him in. Right, probably. You're Wayne. <laughs> Donnie, hey, you did come we, in. Did we lose one? <laughs> right, right. Day, uh, Donnie, you come in. Marie, you come in. What, which one are you again? Wayne. Wayne, okay. Yeah, not yeah, on the you're list. Not on the list. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, it was one of the highlights of Mom's life. Wayne also seemed touched that she could identify him. <laughs> He's apparently the second oldest brother, by okay. the way. The same age as my mom, who was in her late 40s at the time. Mom lived another 10 years, long enough to uh, see my oldest son born. We aw. didn't name him Wayne. Aw. Well, you know, there's a, um, the Jackson 5, there's a, there's a um, brother named Morty. 
Oh, man, I didn't know yeah, that. Morty yeah. Jackson. <laughs> Morty Jackson. No one knows yeah. him. <laughs> Poor guy. That's a nice story. And, yeah. And good I, vibes to your family. Yes, yeah, it's a nice, a nice story. story. It wasn't a funny story, but it was a nice story. We yeah, they don't all have to be funny. No. Yeah. The world is not just a joke. It's it, not just anal probe jokes, Rick. Exactly. Uh, so if people want to hear a celebrity, Dave. A real life uh, celebrity. A real life celebrity. Where can they hear one? Well, we have another show, Rick. We do? Then we just create content left yeah. and right. Uh, it's um, Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Yeah. Uh, and it's still uh, it's on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Right. And pretty much, I don't know. Every other week, every week, we flop out a celebrity interview. Yeah. And this week is Dan Frischman. And you may not know the name, but you more than likely know who he is. He was the star of Head of the Class. Yes, he, he played Arvid the nerd, right. the Arvid super nerd. nerd. Who Milhouse was based on. Based yeah. on. Uh, and he tells some great stories about being on set with um, Head of the Class. But he tells a remarkable story about Mike Tyson. Yes, it's worth it just for the Mike Tyson story. And he does it in, in a Mike Tyson Ma- voice, <laughs> he, which was pretty damn good. It was really good. <laughs> it was really good. All right. It's worth it. Just check it out for that alone. Well, uh, that's it for this uh, this show here. We have to thank some people. We uh, would like to thank our executive woo-hoo. producer. We'd like to well, woohoo. Or... Yeah, let's thank, let's thank who. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's thank who. Uh, executive producer Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H-O's.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of... Uh, the proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up?